0: Laura Wakefield is yet another woman who chooses to live fully. She even coined the word joy felicity to express the way she approaches life. She believes what her dad taught her, approach life with childlike curiosity, be excited about it, and look for the good. Laura is all about it. Welcome to the show, Laura. It's a pleasure to have you here. Thank you for having me. You are so welcome. Uh, it's, it's it's my delight to have this conversation, to get to know you. Is there anything you want the listeners to know about you or anything to, before we get started here?
2: I am a single mother of nine children. Oh, my gosh. Kind of a unique thing about me that is a little oh bit gosh. important. Yeah, five still live at home. Oh I'm my gosh! Grown up and have kids of their own now, so I'm a grandmother. Oh my gosh! <laughs> wow. Well, I hope I hope we're circling back to that because that's big. We definitely can. We definitely <laughs> okay. Can. Oh wow! I'm a realtor and a life coach, and soon to be podcaster myself. So right, and I'm I'm but excited
0: for having you come into that space. That's uh, and I hope we're going to touch on that in a minute here. What three words would you use to describe yourself?
2: I was thinking about that. I I would say curious, creative, and relationship based, which is two, but we'll say it's one. No, of course, yeah. There's no real rules here.
0: Uh, that makes a lot of sense. So you're very you're very people oriented. Definitely. Your your connections and everything uh, mean a lot to you. and You put a lot of time into that. That's kind of what that
2: word means to me. The way that you very describe, much, that. Yeah. yeah, I'm somewhat introverted. Actually,
1: oh, not that people would guess that to no. know me
2: because I'm out there online and stuff. But I'm introverted in my personal life to some extent, but very relationship connected. If that makes sense,
0: it absolutely does, uh, and I can relate to that. I too, I'm introverted. Um, But I I have my moments, and I'm silly, and I like to do uh, playful stuff. And so, yeah, I mean, you you can definitely be both. All right, I like your words. Two truths and a lie. You say three things about yourself. One is not true, and I think if I I see if I can figure out which one is not true.
2: Okay, here we go. Yep, number one, I climbed Mount Kilimanjaro.
0: Oh my gosh!
2: I hope (laughs) that's true. Keep going. (laughs) Number two. I used to play bass in an 80s rock cover band. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> number three, I was born in Indonesia and lived there until I was five. Oh, my gosh. Okay.
0: <laughs> oh, these are just, okay. Okay. I'm I'm still trying to recover from number two. Okay. Born, born in Indonesia, did you say?
2: Oh, you live- know what? I just messed that up. I switched from one that I was going to do. I was going to say, I have nine children. <laughs>
1: Oh,
0: okay. As as two lies okay, and a okay. truth. No, no, no. Right, right, right. Okay. Born in Indonesia. lived there till five. Is that what you said originally? I
2: did. Yeah, I gave you okay. two lies and a truth. So try and pick which one. Oh, is true. okay. So, oh, you did. Okay, you did two two lies and a truth. I okay. did accidentally. Okay, that's okay. Okay, I'm gonna
0: see if I can find the one thing that is true. Um, you know what? I mean, yeah, you sure could have climbed a mountain, and you could have been born in a very exotic place and live there till you were five. I think that's entirely possible, but there's something about, um, about the base and the rock cover band that I I'm going with that is the truth. <laughs>
2: Nope. That was one of my lies. Oh my gosh. I do love rock music. Classic rock is my favorite and I would love to be able to play bass in a band, but that was not my truth. Okay. Not true, but you wish it were
0: true. Okay. I I like that. All right. And did you climb Kilimanjaro? I did.
2: Oh my gosh. So that's your one thing that's true. That was my truth. Yes. I love to hike and I've done some fairly extreme hiking over the years so that That
0: must have been a wild experience
2: it it was Kilimanjaro is one of the seven peaks if you've heard of those the highest mountain in Africa and you go through I think it's nine distinct ecosystems while climbing Mount Kilimanjaro so it's a very exciting experience
0: (laughs) oh my goodness well um I My hat is off to you having done that. I, ha- I have zero mm-hmm. desire <laughs> to do something <laughs> like that, but I really admire people who who want to do that and who do it. I really do. All right. So you were not born in e- Indonesia since we only had one truth, which was you climbed Kilimanjaro. You were not born in Indonesia and you no. did not live there until five. So that was just where you, you were born in the US and you've lived here. I was born in New York. State. Okay. All right. Okay. So that's a very like fun, exotic lie. I, I like that. <laughs> okay. You're very, cre- you are, that was one of your words, creative. You are creative. <laughs> uh, so yeah, that was a good, that was a very good creation. I like it. Okay. And this is the first time we've ever played Two Lies and a Truth. So thank, thank you for there's always a, <laughs> a first time. So I appreciate that. And what of your favorite movies of all time?
2: I have two, actually. Please, One is my please. favorite in terms of just the movie itself, Life is Beautiful. I don't know if you've seen that.
0: Is that with um, the Italian gentleman? Yes. Yes, yes. I, okay, it's the World War II.
2: I and- love, love, love the thoughts about joy, and we're going to talk about that later, that happiness okay. come from the inside. But my favorite guilty pleasure is the movie Ever After with Drew Barrymore, that one I Is that kind of a take on Cinderella?
0: I'm trying to think. Yes. if I've seen that or not? Okay. Yes. Uh, and that's just that's just just fun. That's a just, that's a, just a good fun. yeah. Okay, Chick-fil-A. got it. <laughs> right, right, right. Exactly. Uh, okay. And and Life is Beautiful. I remember seeing that. I remember being obviously deeply, deeply moved. I find, I don't know if you find this is true, but some of those kinds of movies, while I may really say, oh my gosh, yes, one of the best of all time, I, it's hard for me to <clears throat> go back and watch it. Like it's yeah. not one that I go back and watch again. And again, like Saving Private Ryan or The Killing Fields or some of these others yeah. that have... Such heavy subject matter—some based in truth, some based on true stories, some historical fiction or what have you—or like Schindler's List. It's like, oh my gosh, it's very hard to revisit because they're—they're they're almost painful. Actually, they are painful. I find them painful.
2: That one is obviously very heavy subject matter, very painful to watch, but had such an inspiring message. That it impacted me deeply when I saw you're, it. You're talking it about life changing. is beautiful. Life yes. is beautiful. Well, yes. I, and I think that's, I, I'm going to say
0: for me anyway, that that's true. Those other movies I mentioned, there is an incredible message woven throughout, uh, or maybe not through, well, yeah, kind of, especially toward the end, you're like, oh my gosh. And don't you find that it it, it seems to, um, I'm just thinking of this right now, that There's some kind of sacrifice that was involved that demonstrated uh, the character's love, a love of life, love of other. Yes. Oh, my gosh. That is a good, good movie. Oh, Oh, thank you for reminding me about that one. And I love when he at the Academy Awards, he walked on the top of the. Do you remember that? He walked on the top of the. Of the chairs, as as I think they either said his, yeah, well, obviously they must have said his name or something, but instead of kind of going down the aisle, you know, like <laughs> through the chairs and, and then down the aisle, he walked, he stepped on the tops of the chairs, and he made his. Wow. You'll have to. You'll have to YouTube it. He made his I have leg. to go and look at that. Honestly. Yeah, he made his way to the front of the stage by. <laughs> I don't think anyone has ever done that uh, since uh, before or since. Well, these are both <laughs> beautiful, and I like that they're very much on opposite ends of the viewing spectrum. Very serious, very profound, <laughs> yeah. and then fun—just very, very fun. And of course, when we talk about movies, it's, you know, whatever is striking you today and it can change sure. tomorrow. And it's it's a way to get to know you that's playful. And, um, and I feel like all these things are fluid, like the three words, you know, tomorrow, your three words might be different. My three words might be different. All right. So now we continue this idea of, of fluidity and also, but in this moment in time, a
2: person that inspires you. I was thinking about that one. And the first person that came to my mind is my father. Oh, very nice. Okay, why? He just has always approached life with this endless childlike curiosity. Oh, I love that. And he has an enthusiasm that is a rare gift in this world. And it, it rubbed off on me. He just gets excited about everything. He's interested in everything. And he sees the world, I wouldn't say through rose colored glasses, because he definitely is a realist. But he just has an ability to see the good in people and to see the happy in things that has influenced me a lot in my life.
0: Yes, I I can see. I mean, I don't know you. I mean, we this is the first time we've met. I do know that your Instagram handle, so to speak, what you know, how what you name yourself is, is joy felicity is am i saying that right so yes. it's this wonderful play on the word joyful and i i feel like some of your dad is coming through with sure. that naming because of, of exactly what it is that you're describing uh what you're describing that that enthusiasm the, the that you know the joie de vivre is that what we say that the joy yes, of life yeah absolutely um yeah that's wonderful and how wonderful is it that your own father um really imparted those things to you and lived his life in such a way that that you noticed it not just by what he was saying but by who he was and what he did
2: he I is know. he's thankfully for me he's still living he'll be 90 this year oh my gosh he still has so much energy it's just he's still oh so gosh. much fun even at his age now so yeah, I'm very. Well, that's blessed. inspiring. That's very, very inspiring.
0: Oh, I love that. Okay, and now a piece of wisdom you keep handy.
2: The first thing that came to my mind with that was a quote by Vivian Green that I'm sure you've heard before. I'm, I might butcher this, but something to do with it's life isn't about waiting for the storm to pass, but about learning to dance in the rain.
0: Oh i know i haven't heard that one or if i have i don't remember it life oh, isn't about that. waiting for this storm to pass
2: but learning did you say learning what's the verb yes. there
0: but learning yeah, to about... dance in the rain
2: yes be- yes absolutely finding okay. joy oh circumstance i love that that's kind of the message that i teach and and write about so it's it's that is another quote that i use often
0: right because there's You obviously only have so much control within your own life. You know, it's it's you, your your own self, how you react to things, and there's there's very little control about what's happening out there externally. But how are you going to react to that? How are you going to navigate that? So yeah, this is really a beautiful quote, and of course, I love the the nod to dancing because you know dancing is is very joyful. It's a very joyful activity. Whether, you you know, you don't have to be a professional trained dancer to enjoy dancing. I mean, it's it's one of the for me, one of the greatest gifts. All right. So now and I'm loving all these and I feel like I know you a little bit better. We're Mm going to take that deeper dive, which is it's like your passion, what you're about. And you've alluded to it a little bit in uh, your joy felicity am i pronouncing that right do i have the accent okay joy felicity i want to make sure i've got that i'm saying it correctly okay so tell us about uh let's start with joy felicity well first of all what a great word and what what is what is that is that your brand (laughs) is that
2: what i mean other than you love the word tell us about that it's just a word that i made up um to represent the art of living happy and, she's ah, into the and And so, I like that
0: choosing in there, because, you know,
2: yes, that's a part of it. People sort of forget that part. It is a choice. And that is kind of the message that my whole branding is focusing on. These days, it's what my podcast will be about. Hopefully, hopefully I'll get the book out of my head and onto the paper at some point in time to about the same topic. I just feel like we have a world that is so s- just sick with loneliness and despair and fear, and all of these things. And it's it's almost like a heavy weight has descended. You know, between the mm-hmm. pandemic and a lot of the social issues that we have, I feel a, a communal despair. Mm-hmm. Oh, I like that phrase because that does describe it well. Yeah. It's just, if you watch the news, which I actually Mm -hmm. don't very often because it affects me so much when I do, Mm -hmm. it, it just can feel very heavy and very hopeless. And I truly believe that happiness is within the grasp of every person, no matter what their circumstances. And I know that a lot of people will fight me on that and try to say that certain circumstances would preclude that. But it's a message that I'm trying to share because right. it's so important. You really do have a choice. And by happy, I don't mean that everything's just hearts and flowers and roses all the time and you're never, right. upset and you never cry. I mean more that you create kind of a default mode of, of joy and gratitude in Ooh, your life. Oh, I like that too. That you can kind of fall back on no matter what is happening. So, sure, sometimes you'll be upset and have an off day, but. <laughs> but you can come back from that again. Right. Than- right. Exactly. It's not a, a permanent state. It's, uh, it's kind of like
0: home base, I guess. Exactly. And another way to put exactly. it is, is, you know, coming back to that. How, how do you recommend just like one quick, maybe example of learning to um, make uh joy, the default mode?
2: If I had to pick just one. <laughs> okay,
0: pick two. I mean, I, I, we're just having yeah, a conversation, so. <laughs> it,
2: it, it all centers in gratitude and uh... finding that thing that you're grateful for no matter what. And sometimes, of course, you have to dig deeper to find that. Sometimes it's all around you and it's evident and it's easy to grasp onto gratitude. And sometimes right. you have to really dig to find it. But I used to recommend to people, and I still do, to just start a little gratitude journal where you're writing about things, but to always at the top, start with the three things that went right today, because Mm -hmm. it's so easy to just jump to everything that's wrong. Right. You know, that comes easy. Right. Harder to think, well, what, what went right today? Even if it's something super simple, like you heard a, a bird landed on you know, in front of you while you were having your lunch, and it was really pretty, like, sometimes it will be that small, other times, it will be much, much easier to find, right? Things. When you start to focus every day, on three things that went right, you start to notice them, right? The around you all the time. So in a way, you, in essence, you're training yourself to look for exactly. good, right? Exactly. The more that you're focusing on it, the more you'll see it yes exactly it's awkward at first if if it's not something that you're accustomed to doing or a way of thinking that you're accustomed to and you might kind of fight it inside your head i would have (laughs) coaching clients that would fight me at first on this and i said just no matter how awkward it is just start doing it right and then it just changes your mindset and the way that you approach your day i can see that
0: i can see that it's uh you know, like taking any old pattern and developing something new, there's that um there's kind of like a natural resistance because well I'm used to doing it this way, and this way is really natural for me and comfortable, but yeah. to, to get to the new thing, there's that period of like I don't know, dissonance or whatever you want to call it, where it may not feel necessarily uh great or natural, but it's really necessary. And don't you find that everything in life that is worth having is worth putting effort into? I mean, the things that are just come easily or whatever, I don't know that we necessarily have, as humans, the ability to really deeply appreciate those as much as the things that we've had to really work and focus toward. And and I think that's just part of that is just human nature. What are your thoughts on that?
2: A hundred percent. And sometimes when things are difficult, we just, if we focus on the difficulty, it can feel very overwhelming. Right. But if you just can train your mind and your heart to have a belief that this difficulty is leading me somewhere good. and, and without going into specific details, you know, I've been through a lot of really hard things. So sometimes people will challenge me on that and say, well, you don't understand. Yeah, I I guess I do. (laughs) I I do understand. But sometimes life is very difficult. Right. But I also understand that as I look back on my life at those things, I can see what they did for me. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I believe that. i changed, you know, so if we can just start approaching things with a belief that someday... We'll look back on it and understand, and that mm-hmm. this little challenge is just for right now, and it mm-hmm. will get better. Right, That's a huge mindset shift.
0: Right, and the idea that uh, it, it's temporary. Exactly. The, you know, actually, the, the the giddy moments too are temporary. I mean, you yes, can't exactly. you can't sustain that kind of natural high. Right. Nor can <laughs> nor can you sustain. You know that kind of heartbreak. I mean, it, exactly. it, those things you know pass through us, and I think it's equally important to fully experience both.
2: Exactly, and I think that whatever we're feeling in this moment, pain is a—it's <laughs> an attention getter. Oh God! So you to be having a great day, and if you stub your toe, all you can think about right then is your toe, <laughs> and right—you know—it's right. a big attention getter. But and it can feel like oh my goodness I can't feel anything else. But but what we know is that even in the the worst of times, if something happens that surprises us and is funny, we'll laugh at it <laughs> yeah. because it took us by surprise and got us out of our head for a second. And what that does, it, it doesn't mean that that little joke made everything better. But it's right. just a reminder to us that we can still feel joy.
0: Right it's still in
2: there, and it will come back again.
0: Right yeah, it's almost like a, um, I don't want to say a promise because I feel that's too heavy, but it's like a hope. It's a hope because a hope, a hope. but the, yeah, this is this is for now, but it's
2: not forever, exactly. yeah, I like that. it it is. <clears throat> it's definitely a hopeful mindset. It's not a Pollyanna no mindset. and and sometimes I f- think that when I hear people talk about, you know, reaching for happiness, they go into that mode. That's not very realistic. Like somehow you can just snap your fingers and feel better. Right. And that's not always true, but you always can maintain a hope. Yes.
0: Yes, absolutely. Yes. I, I, I agree with that. I absolutely agree with that. Okay. Tell us about the
2: podcast coming up. Well, it's going to be called the joy felicity podcast, right? We'll be talking about these things, the good, the bad, and the ugly of life and how it can always be brought back. So, you know, sometimes I'll be talking about myself. Sometimes I'll be having guests on to talk about whatever their expertise is and how that can help somebody to find happiness and joy in their lives, to go after their best life because I think sometimes we just get stuck because we don't have that hope. We get stuck in a life that we don't love. Right. And we just kind of go along in it for years and years.
0: Right. And I have
2: to do that. Absolutely.
0: Absolutely. <clears throat> Excuse me. I got a little tickle. Right. Can I ask you if this is what happened to you? Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> Excuse me. Oh, no, you're fine. Um, tell us about that. Whatever you feel comfortable sharing.
2: About, sorry, what, about which part? <clears throat> um, when you were stuck in a life you didn't love. <laughs> oh, that's a really big question. <laughs> um, I feel like for a lot of my life, I was living somebody else's life. The one that I think that I thought that the church that I was involved in at the time thought I ought to lead. The one that I thought that people around me thought that I ought to lead, not necessarily the one that felt genuine to me. And so when I was divorced, I, you know, your whole life is kind of shattered and broken up anyway. (laughs) And in some ways it can be a catalyst for rediscovery on many, many levels because it's it's all blown up anyway. So you have to rebuild it <laughs> on some yes. level. So may as well just rebuild a whole new house. You know, right. rather than try to patch together pieces of this one, it almost is a very freeing thing to rebuild a whole new life. But I found myself asking questions like, what do I like to do? And ah, so redis- rediscovery. Yes. And I think that there's a lot of people I I was filling out. I had moved and I was joining this women's group and I was filling out a little form, you know, and it said, what are your hobbies? This is sort of not long after the divorce. What are your hobbies? Blank. I didn't have any. I was completely absorbed in other people. You know, what do you like to do? Blank. And I actually got very emotional while I was filling out that form because I realized that there wasn't a whole lot of, of me left that was presenting in my life. And so, oh. yeah, at first it was very unsettling and very disturbing. <laughs> and I went through kind of a very depressed period until I started allowing myself to rediscover and let some of those elements back in. And it's it's been a really joyful experience. Oh, that is fantastic. And that's
0: a lot of the message that we too have here on the show is to be who you are. If you're not sure who you are, let's figure it out. You know, exactly. You know, spend some time getting to know yourself. Don't just go through your life, just going through it. You know, I mean, figure out who you are, be that, you know, deal with the fear, the, the um, low self-esteem or whatever it is, whatever your roadblock is that gets in your way. Uh, Start working on it, chipping away at it. It's not like there's a magic thing and it just disintegrates or a magic potion. I mean, it it takes work. But if you're not willing to invest in yourself and be the best you can be, then you are not going to have your best life. I mean, I'm sure we both could think of... many examples of people that it's like, oh, it's too bad they didn't live more into this or that or themselves. And I'm not talking about big grand businesses or career achievements. I'm not talking about any of that. I'm talking about showing up in your own life, acquainted with who you are, feeling good about who that is, and sharing and doing that thing that only you can do because if we all did those things that only
2: each of us can do we'd all be like a lot better off well and i think that sometimes we have to overcome these barriers that got us in trouble in the first place and the biggest one for me was i can't do that i'm a, i'm a mom i'm 54 oh. i'm you know Good like you're, don't not, allowed. Good like you're not allowed. You're not allowed do that. Moms don't do that, or whatever. You know, like these little in these little <laughs> voices in your head that tell you, "Oh, you can't do that. That's ridiculous." And so I, I've always loved to dance. We talked to dance earlier. <laughs> A couple of years ago, I signed up and started taking ballroom dance lessons. Wonderful. And at first, I was like, "You can't do that. That's that's silly," you know. And then I thought, "Why not?" Like really, the only barrier was in my own head. I didn't have a part. You were your roadblock. Don't you find that often is the case? Absolutely. I think that's usually the case. It's almost always the case. So there's very few things that you truly can't do. Right.
0: I mean, perhaps some things you genuinely are not interested in. Like I was appreciating (laughs) that you climbed, you know, the Kilimanjaro. I myself happen to know I am not interested in doing it. And that's... that's okay. That's okay. I don't have to do that. No. I could do it if I wanted to. I just don't want to do it. But that's a whole different reason than what you're talking about. Would you say that on some level as women were taught like we don't have permission to do certain things like when you said I can't do that like like you're not
2: allowed. Absolutely. And 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 it is true that you can't always do that with everybody's approval. Like, it is true. Some things that you might want to do or feel called to, some people might might think it's silly or might make fun of you or whatever. That, that might happen, but it doesn't mean you can't. Right. It just means you have to become confident enough in yourself that you're going to live your life, not their life. Well, and do you want to care
0: enough about what other people might say to right. prevent yourself from being all that you can be? I mean really is that person's opinion going to reign so superior supreme in your in your mindset that it's actually going to prevent you
2: absolutely and and I was so so I was so quiet about the fact that I was doing that at first and then I w- was in a competition and with oh, a lot of trepidation I posted a video and I wasn't, I'm not very good. I'm a beginner, you know, but I thought, I just want to share this with people that I'm doing this, but I thought people are going to think I'm ridiculous. And it was, I just <clears> felt <throat> prompted to do it. And women, my age came out of the woodwork messaging me. They were so excited to see somebody doing this. Some because they wanted to dance some, because they had some other dream that yes. they had back shell thing. And this almost gave them permission to feel like they could pursue that. Maybe they didn't want to dance, but they loved seeing somebody do something so kind of out there (laughs) at this age, at middle age, you know, you were the example, you were the
0: inspiration. You were in that moment. Oh my gosh, if she can do it,
2: maybe I can fill in the blank. Well, and what that taught me was that my deepest fears and insecurities were unnecessary. They were Ah. just completely unnecessary, that actually, when you're coming and living with total authenticity, it actually is a blessing to other people, too. Yes. You know, so you you feel sometimes like you need to stuff that stuff down and hide it, but actually, you're hiding something that could bless other people around you and give them courage. So it was a huge eye-opener for me. So it was an eye opener for you. Absolutely, yes. Okay. So never. much so that that I I've kept posting, and <laughs> yeah, it gave right. me courage to try other things that I'd been afraid to try, and and right. share that with people that I'm doing that, and and to to start this podcast that I'm going to be starting, and all those things that it's it's scary to try new things when you've never yes. tried them before. Exactly. You know? but... It really is, but. <laughs> It It's so freeing and it it's so amazing when you finally give yourself permission to do that.
0: Yes, giving yourself permission. Exactly. And then that comes a little more easily, giving yourself permission, right? <clears throat> I mean, once you've done it, once you've done
2: it for a while, then it's like, yeah, I, I, yeah, I can't do that. Well, because you realize that the sky didn't fall after all. <laughs> you know, whatever you were afraid of was imaginary. And so you're not scared the next time to try this. Yes. Oh my gosh, so good.
0: Now I'm. I'm. Excuse me. My voice is really funny today. Imagine. Okay, I love all everything you're saying. Is is just really lines up with so much of what I think, and I, I I love that there are more people out there saying these same kinds of things because you're going to touch some people i'm going to touch some people our joint conversation is going to touch some people i mean just it's like more and more goodness how could you not want more of that
2: we need to start a movement of of women in particularly supporting other women because i know that women especially midlife women by the time you reach midlife you have a lot of baggage i mean you can't escape it Right. <laughs> and a lot of little stories that have started in your head that some are true, some are not, you know, and, and the more women that are willing to step up and talk about it, mm-hmm. the, the hard things, the fun things, all of that, just to support each other. I just think it's a beautiful thing.
0: Oh, I agree completely. And that I think that's one of the biggest reasons I started this podcast was to be able to really uh, speak into, um, you know, being afraid of a thing, but then doing it anyway, you know, do it scared, <laughs> doing it yes, scared, exactly. right? So it was I, scary at first, wasn't it? Oh my gosh, of course <laughs> it was. I was, yes, I was petrified, but I I, I just felt it within myself. I have to do, I mean, I just had reached that point. I have to do this because I want to, and there really is no good reason not to. I can't come up with a good reason not to. <laughs> So since I can't come up with a good reason not to, then I'm going to move forward. You know, we've got three girls, a couple boys. I mean, they're grown. Um, don't I want them to have that same kind of, uh, you know, philosophy, mindset, belief, the way they live their life? Like, hey, if let, I can do it. And let's say it doesn't go right, not even exactly. Let's say it doesn't go the way I wanted it to. Didn't I learn something? Did I connect exactly. with some new people? Can I pivot and go in a exactly. slightly different direction? That for me is a big permission. You know, uh, like if that thing didn't go, if it did, if I did knock it out of the park, and what does that even mean anyway? <laughs> <No>. <laughs> can't I gain I gained something from having done that thing? And now I'm I'm going to pivot. And, you know, it kind of reminds me, I know there's some science expression about how many inventions and theories fail before you finally reach the one that is the one
2: exactly and I love that word pivot oh I love the word pivot <laughs> because it implies that you don't stop you right. keep moving you just swerve you know and, and, yes. go away and different and direction in.
0: <laughs> different direction well yeah. I've noticed on your um uh, I follow you on Instagram, I I know you are active on TikTok as well, because sometimes your Instagram <laughs> posts will say TikTok. Yeah. Um, so you're active on that too. Are you like on
2: all the social medias, like working on them all? I am. So I've wow. been doing this for kind of a long time. Um, I had a, a different blog that I wrote years ago, and so okay. sort of got into all of this and then stopped for a while while I... Waded through some personal things, but but as we all do, you know, it happens. But when I kind of came back at this, I'm coming at it from this joy felicity standpoint. Right. Because as I talked to people and as I coached people, it really was the thing that emerged in my mind and heart as the thing I love to talk about, but also the thing that I felt like people needed to hear. Right. More than anything, is it's going to be. Okay, it's not okay right now, maybe, but it's going to be okay. It's going to be okay, right? And I think the whole world just needs collective arms around it, saying it's going to be okay. Right, right.
0: No matter what that looks like, right? It's going to be okay. Very good. And we may have to pivot a few times. A hundred percent. Yeah, I I love the pivot. Love the pivot. (laughs) It's also a it's also a dance term. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, love the pivot. Is there anything else that you want our listeners to
2: know before we conclude here today? Well, I love what you said about your kids and uh, the way that you're living your life because sometimes I think we restrict ourselves trying to pour our entire lives into our children when actually what are we teaching them? Right? When that?
0: Yeah. Right. Yeah, they become they become too big which in the long run, it's not good for them, and it's not good for us because we and
2: and it's teaching them that, as you grow into adulthood, you no longer get to dream big. You no longer get right. to to have all these excitement. You know, you just have to go into parent mode or work mode. and And I really, at this point in my life, want to teach my children that joy doesn't ever have to stop right they exactly. You know, it doesn't have to change. It can go on for the rest of your life. Right. And so you are you are living that by uh, pursuing these different things that you are
0: interested in. I hope and, so now. <laughs> and they get to see that. So the, you've got five at home and four are out. What yeah. What is the age range between the youngest and the oldest? I, I can't help but be curious. It's a <laughs> lot of kids.
2: My youngest is 14 okay. and my oldest is 32. Okay, nice, nice span there. Yes, okay. I've got older kids that are married and have children of their own now. So kind of my parenting is is spanning into that's that now too, which is <laughs> lovely. I love being a grandma. It's oh lovely. yeah.
0: Oh yeah, isn't that wonderful? Yeah, the grandma's years
2: are are really great.
0: Okay, so f- five still at home. Are, do you see a light at the end of the tunnel? Are you? <laughs>
2: <laughs> I do. Two of those are adult kids that have moved home temporarily. Okay, so, got, it, got yeah, it. So they're pretty okay. independent. They live at home, but they're pretty independent. Okay, very and good. And then I have three teen boys that are in high school. So, okay. Oh, my gosh. Okay,
0: <laughs> yeah. well, yeah. Okay, well, hopefully they're, you know, uh, boys that are, um gentlemen, and, you know, are, are balanced within their own lives, especially seeing how, <clears throat> how well you are doing this. And, you know, of course, just like all of us, they're, they're gonna, they're finding their way, they're finding their way. Yeah. And yeah. this idea that, you know, as like, uh, people will ask them, I'm sure, what do you want to be when you grow up? I just I think that's the wrong question anymore. I think we have to stop asking that, and I can't say I've stopped, but I I I, I really want to start pivoting, if you can hear that word, <laughs> pivoting that question into what interests you, what what do you find exciting? Because, I mean, just you and I as an example. I, I I had a lot of steps to get where I happen to be today. It wasn't just a one straight shot. So I feel as like, as long as our kids are taking steps, you know, where in a good direction, then, uh, then that's good.
2: And knowing that that will change as they, you know, you're a different exactly. person, each, you know, as time goes on, you, you morph and you change and you learn and you grow and, and you expand, so, you right. know, keep asking the question no matter how old you get, you know? <laughs> right, what if, yes, I
0: love it, and I imagine you're doing that with your kids as well, and um, so uh, a variety of occupations and um, interests,
2: I would imagine, across and they're the board. all very different, very unique. Oh, that's <laughs> great. kind of a sarcastic sense of humor, but aside all from right. that, they're, they're all very unique personalities, oh. different interests. It's fun to see. I've loved watching my kids grow up into adulthood and and see who they're becoming. Yes. It's it's really cool to see.
0: It is. I agree. I agree completely. Well, this has just been a joy, using (laughs) your word. This has been an absolute joy, Laura, speaking with you today. I'm I'm very grateful for this time and and looking forward to continuing our connection.
2: Well, thank you so much for having me. My pleasure. (laughs) Bye.
0: While life didn't go exactly as she planned, this single mother of nine has learned the value of a good pivot. It means changing course just a bit and continuing onward. As Laura shares in her favorite quote, life isn't about waiting for the storm to pass, but learning to dance in the rain. And that is by Vivian Green.
1: The Unabashed You website has a page for each guest filled with photos, quotes, and a blog with embedded audio at unabashedyou.com. You can find the show on other podcast platforms. Want to lend your support and encouragement? We invite you to subscribe, follow, rate, review, and share. On Instagram and Facebook, you can find us under unabashedyou. If you want to connect, the email is unabashedyou at gmail.com for questions, comments, and anything else. If you want to be part of our weekly emailing list highlighting the week's episode, give us a shout. We'd be happy to add you, and your info will never be shared. Website visits, social media, and word of mouth in sharing these episodes makes us discoverable, so thanks for your support there. We want these conversations to help you think, celebrate who you are, and move you in some way. Be encouraged as you continue to listen, read, and be inspired.
0: And now a prayer, an Irish blessing. May your troubles be less and your blessings be more and nothing but happiness come through your door. Amen. Become who you already are and do the thing only you can do. Be unabashed. Be you.